When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Before we start this week's podcast, a big thank you to ELM Legal Services, who are based in Bristol and provide will writing and estate planning services across the UK. You can get a standard single will for £99. If you'd like to get in touch, call them 0800 019 4557. Welcome along to Robins on the Wire with myself, Michelle Owen, and Gregor McGregor. So much has happened in the last week. It's not even the season at the moment, and it feels we've got so much to get through. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the new fixtures that have been released for the forthcoming season. We have to talk about the kits. There was this huge build-up, wasn't there? Also, there's been a summer of change at Bristol City behind the scenes. We're going to look a little bit more into that. Uh, plus, we'll be talking about Marley Watkins, the new signing, another possible transfer from Scunthorpe, and how or what is happening with possible outgoings as well. So, Gregor, let's begin. Fixed your release day this week. What do you make of Bristol City's start to the season? Yeah, I I was saying yesterday, I think it's a brilliant start, really, um, in terms of home games against Forest to start off with and Middlesbrough. um, The Middlesbrough one might be a real test. Forest obviously finished mid-table last season, but they're bringing in players. Are they going to take a bit of time to gel? It could be a good time to play them first game of the season. Um, spending then, money, aren't they, Forest? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then away from home, you've got teams who, who floundered a little bit last season. So, um, yeah, maybe every chance there. I saw on social media fans were saying, pretty good start, pretty bad finish potentially on paper. I mean, you look at some of those games just in the final run and you've got Aston Villa in there, you've got West Brom in amongst others. Yeah, I, I think that the end is tough. They've got three games in the last five away from home, including Villa, Hull and somebody else. Um, I also think January is going to be tough as mm. well, which is uh, probably, unfortunately, going to be, make this season a little bit like the last two. Well, this is it. I, what I was saying yesterday is they've started the last two seasons so positively. OK, that run went on for longer last season. So is January going to be this pivotal moment again, do we think? It could be. I mean, they've got Stoke away, haven't they, on New Year's Day. Um, that's tough. And it, I instantly sort of recalled last New Year's Day up at Villa when they got mm, thrashed 5 now. Yeah. Worst performance of the season. Mm. It came after that tough period of run of fixtures over Christmas and obviously the Carabao Cup run. Hopefully they can improve on that this year. But they've also got um, a couple of other tough away trips. They've got Middlesbrough away um, that month as well. Um, and also Forest away then. Um, it's not an easy, easy place to go, the city ground, is it? No, so... Only that, got the golden yeah. straw there last season. That could be a, a tough period of the season. But, yeah, I'm, I'm ever the optimist, and I think hopefully City can kick on, improve, and um, get some good results. When you look at the opening fixtures in the first month, also got the Carabao Cup in there again, uh, which obviously went so well last season. Yeah. And deja vu. It's Plymouth Argyle again at home on a Tuesday evening. Yeah, I, I wonder if Lee, what Lee's thinking is about that. Is he going to play his first team or what, a strong team all the way through and and maybe have a good cup run again? Or do you think he might maybe play a few younger players slightly earlier on and risk going out and but at the same time maybe improve the season with fewer games? I don't know, it's tough, isn't it? But I think, you know, what he said last season was there's no way he would have traded that cup run yeah. 
for anything. Absolutely. But this season, he's got hindsight. They did so well last season. Is that going to happen again? You know, he has to weigh all these things up, I guess. But it is a sense of deja vu, although it's the second week of the season. It was the first week last season. Is Is that because of the World Cup? Uh, yeah, well, everything's been pushed back. Um, well, is it pushed back or starting early? Because um, actually we've got four or five league games, haven't we, before the first international fixture? Yeah, it, it feels like we're fitting more in. Mm. And the League Cup is always on the Tuesday night, isn't it? Yeah, one point on the League Cup. I do think they'll go strong against Plymouth um, and possibly in the second round if they make it there because that would impact on Jeju's um, ban, obviously. He will be banned for those matches. Yeah, that's it, true. It would be handy if he was banned for two league matches, um, league cup matches yes. rather than league games. Yeah, yeah. well, we, we now know the games he's going to miss. Forest, Bolton, the league cup game against Plymouth Argyle, Middlesbrough and QPR. And possibly then would the league cup one be that week after that? Yes, yeah. Um, I think there's one... Yeah. Or is it before that? I think it's between QPR and Swansea. So we'll that, check on that. if they got yeah. through... Yeah, you would potentially got, miss, miss those games. Uh, Swansea City's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? Because that is now the nearest team. That's the derby. It is, yeah. Um, over the bridge for that one. I mean, it's a 90-mile-away derby, but... Yeah. <laughs> and it comes fairly early on in the season, doesn't it? I, can't wait I think that's going to be a great test because I would expect Swansea City to lose a lot of key players. I think Alfie Mawson's going to go. Obviously, Fabianski, their keeper, has gone. But they'll probably spend a bit of money too, won't they? So is that going to be the first big test of the season would you say or is that not giving enough credit yeah, to the prob- likes of you know Middlesbrough and, and, and Forest? So, yeah certainly an interesting one obviously the first relegated Premier League team to play um, and yeah possibly on the road the big, the biggest the first real test um, just one thing from the fans point of view I think it'd be interesting to see how that one's policed because um, um, I've spoken to some fans and they always mention about the bubble trips um, going down to Swansea, effectively just being bussed over there, not allowed to do anything apart from get off the bus, go to the game, get back on the bus, come back. So, um, you yeah, know, we'll have to keep an eye on that. I'll tell you now, that is the bank holiday weekend, I think. It's the 25th of August, isn't it? Is that, yeah. is that the Saturday? Yeah. So if you're going to Wales, that bank holiday weekend, set off maybe on Monday because... <laughs> The traffic, I will tell you now, will be an absolute nightmare across the Severn Bridge trying to get to uh, Swansea. So leave about 6am and you might be OK. Yeah, hopefully no Ed Sheeran concerts that weekend. Oh, gosh, well. no, no. Uh, I, I don't think the m 4s moved, has it, all week, this yeah. week? Oh, a little story on that. Lee Johnson going to uh, Ed Sheeran, I know. Is he? Yeah, is that? Oh, right, I was going to say, is he taking his daughter, but it's his wife he's I taking? I think he's taking his oh, better half, okay. yes. How do you know that? Um, well, actually, because I'm going, actually. <laughs> taking, he suggested sharing a minibus. Uh, <laughs> so you're story, taking your true wife? True story, yes. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, um, Where's my invite? <laughs> so I'm going to see the Foo Fighters this weekend, so I think, oh. I think I've just raised the cool stakes a little bit. Yeah, Definitely so. haven't, because I just said the word cool. OK, well, enjoy, enjoy your night with Lee Johnson. Perhaps <laughs> you can get some transfer gossip, which we'll come on to in just a bit. Uh, so obviously, as the season goes on, we'll be talking and previewing each week, as we do on the podcast, but... The first game to look forward to, Nottingham Forest at home. I think it's great to start at home. I always do. And the other thing to look out for, I think every football fan, every player, every member of staff, anyone that works in football looks out for, is the Christmas fixtures. Boxing Day at home and the 29th at home as well. It's fantastic for Bristol City. Yeah, I, as I, I said yesterday, I think it's a really good bunch of fixtures. And yeah, as um, I'm pretty sure most City fans won't be too disappointed with what they've been handed there. So, yeah. Bring it on. Yes, fingers crossed for a positive start to the season. Now, have you ever seen such a build-up to a kit release? 
Um, no, I, I got a hand into Bristol City and their media department. I, I do think they set the bar quite high. They, um, they're not afraid to try stuff. And um, yeah, I, I personally don't mind the countdown that they've had for the, for the shirts and everything. They behave like a Premier League club, don't they? They do, yeah. I, I think they really push the boundaries and um, I think it's refreshing. Um, I mean, I know the, it's not... the gifts last season was yeah, an example Yeah, absolutely. It's not to every fan's taste, but personally, I think it's great stuff. <laughs> it was quite the build-up, though, but the away shirt... It's nice. Yes, yeah, I'm a fan of that. Um, yeah, I, I would happily wear um, a shirt like that. It reminds me of, yeah, it reminded me of that old Man United kit with a big black stripe uh, across. Remember Ryan Giggs score? Um, wasn't that great? Oh, yes, no, in the uh, FA Cup semi-final, he wore the white one, didn't he? Yeah. With the, with the black stripe across the middle? Yes, yeah, Yes, yeah. yes, I know the yeah. one you mean. It does look quite like that one. The home kit has been released as well. What did you think of that? Um, yeah, I, I do quite like it. Um, I, I like a clean design style, which is what you've got there. The <laughs> retro kind of stylings. Um, yeah, it, it works for me. I, I'm a big fan of them, actually. And uh, yeah, I mean, just changing tack slightly. I thought it was interesting to see the players involved in the promotion. Obviously, no Bobby Reed there, no Joe Bryan. Are, are yes, we reading too much into that or...? Do you know what? If, if you look across clubs and who they use as their pinups and, and things like that, surely you'd use Joe Bryan and Bobby Reed, your mm. homeboys, your local mm. boys, as the pinups, also probably two of your best players. So, yeah, we'll be coming on to outgoings uh, shortly. But that brings us uh, quite nicely into a summer of change at Bristol City. Not, not talking about players here. We're talking about behind the scenes, aren't we? Because... Obviously, something we talked about a lot is the media department changing. They're advertising for a new head of media. Adam Baker, who was there for 16, 17 seasons, uh, has left. Bristol City fan through and through. Last season, Tim Shires left, who was the stadium announcer. Again, always been a Bristol City fan. Steve Allen, the physio, has gone this yeah, summer. Yeah, that, <clears throat> that's interesting, isn't it? Because um, obviously last week, uh, the club did confirm the two new guys coming into the medical department. And there was the guy from Arsenal, Steve Rolls, um, who obviously we spoke about, I think, mm. in the last Robins on the Wire. And um, he's coming from Arsenal and City have done well to capture him. Um, and that's come about because a, a lot of Arsenal Wenger's backroom staff have left Arsenal. So, yeah, the, the club have done well there. Um, and the other chap... Um, Father-in-law is my neighbour. Ah, there you go. Well, small world, isn't it? Do you know what? I'm getting new neighbours uh, next week as well. Do you think that Marley Watkins could be moving in next door to me? <laughs> more, more backroom staff maybe from Bristol City. Yeah, keep us posted on that. But um, you, do you think there's two positive sort of backroom signings, I suppose? Yeah, definitely. Um, certainly if you, if you uh, listen to or read what the Oxford United fans were saying about Andrew Proctor, then they certainly regard that as a big loss for the U's. But Oxford United's loss is Bristol City's gain. His, like I said, his father-in-law is uh, my neighbour, so we think he's got that local connection, which is good. But we fear there's another loss behind the scenes, uh, yet to be uh, confirmed, I think, by the club. But someone we, we genuinely really like, an absolute gentleman. Yeah, um, the fans probably won't know him so well, but Ken, who works in the press room and deals with all the journalists, he's the guy who hands out the food and everything and basically looks after us behind the scenes. I believe he might be on his way, and if that's true, then that would be really sad because he's been there even longer than Adam, I believe. Yeah, so. yeah, we, we know he's been there so long because he used to tell us stories of how he went on away trips and he was boiling the kettle at the back of the bus, but the driver got annoyed at him if he boiled it too much because it would slow the bus down. Blimey, right. It shows how long he's been there, but yeah. that that's a real shame. And is there a slightly worrying trend that... If we look, Adam Baker, Bristol City fan through and through, has left. The media officer last season, Tim Shires, stadium announcer, Bristol City fan, left. And then you've got Ken, who is sort of a, a stalwart at, at the club. 
you know, do we worry about this or is it just the club progressing forward? I, I suppose, you, yeah, playing devil's advocate, you can look at it really two ways and, yeah, unfortunately these guys are, are moving on and, yeah, they're, they're Bristol City fans, aren't they? They've got Robin's blood running through their veins. Um, and at the same time, we've got the club progressing and maybe bringing in new staff. Is that just the natural evolution of the club? It's a difficult one to gauge probably at this moment in time, but maybe something for us to keep an eye on. Well, well yeah, we'll find out at the start of next season. I think you can tell a lot of the feel of a club and, and how people are. I, I, I believe that. I don't know what you think of that. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just really deep. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, just, I just think clubs and the fabric of the club is made by the people that work there. Absolutely, yeah. I echo you. So let's talk about transfers. Talk to me about Marley Watkins. You said last week you think he's coming in. He's arrived. Yeah, he's um, a guy who's been linked to Bristol City for ages, hasn't he? And I actually think this is going to be a really good transfer for City. Um, there's a few parallels with sort of like Lois Joni in terms of you've got a guy who has come off the back of a really bad season last really year. Really bad season. D- yeah, didn't work out for him at Norwich at all. And yeah, the Norwich fans are... Yeah, quite damning about him, actually, mm. his time there, saying he's been one of the... Well, yeah, basically, they didn't work out for him at all. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm hopeful Lee Johnson can rejuvenate him. And I think the cards are stacked in City's favour here. I mean... He was very good at Barnsley. Exactly. And he knows this league. He knows Lee very well. He's he, worked he, with him. He still plays out wide, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He'll play, he'll play from wide. And certainly if City can get him back to those Barnsley levels, and I don't think there's any reason why they can't in the long run, maybe not at first, but in mm. the long run, mm. then they could have another play of maybe sort of equal calibre to sort of Jamie Patterson. Mm, that's the, the sort of, for me, that's when you when you speak about him, that's who he reminds me of. Yeah, exactly. Um, creative winger. Um, I mean, that season before at Barnsley is phenomenal in terms of 10 goals, 9 assists. That's brilliant because you don't get too many players who have both the goals and assists. That's pretty much a game and a goal every other game. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, great that's, that's a great yeah. return. Someone else that we think is incoming is a Scunthorpe United player, uh, Hakeem Adelkan. I think I'm saying that right. I hope I am. Uh, our man, Aidan McCartney, massive Scunthorpe United fan, has the lowdown for us on him. Akira Delican uh, would be an interesting signing for Bristol City. He would uh, offer versatility and attack. He can play as predominantly a right winger, but he can also play on the left. He can play down the middle as a number 10. He can also play up front as a forward uh, on occasion. Um, he has been a, a brilliant member of the team this season. He scored uh, five goals and assisted 14 uh, during his probably his best season for Scunthorpe. A bit of a breakout season, really, for the 22-year-old. Um, he spent five and a half years at the club, and it's been a, a mixed period, really. He's obviously shown a lot of talent. Uh, he's got electric pace. He's got height, athleticism, um, ability on the ball, can dribble, take on men, uh, can cross, can, do, can pretty much do everything he wants to do when he wants to. Uh, but unfortunately, he doesn't show it all the time. He's a bit of an inconsistent player and he has been for a while. However, this, this year was a bit different. Um, he finally put together a string of consistent performances, looked um, looked apart really it matured on and off the pitch as well uh, I think he's had some problems off the pitch previously um, last season Graham Alexander United's manager then, then manager said that he needed to grow up and be a man and I think I think this season we've actually seen that from uh, Kiba Delican uh, he's a 
would be a brilliant signing for Bristol City if he could produce what we've seen at Scunthorpe. And I think Lee Johnson is absolutely the right man to get the best out of him every single week of the year. Um, he would be joining as a free agent as well, which is you know a fantastic deal for uh, Bristol. Uh, there would be there'd be a compensation fee paid to Scunthorpe, but you can't imagine it'd be too much. Um, not over not over a million at least. Uh, so Bristol would be getting a, a real bargain and a risk worth taking as well. I guess he's a little bit of a risk having you know spent a long time in, in League One, League Two and not really stepped up yet. But he's 22 and, you know, he's got a lot of ability and, and I'm sure he'll be one to look forward to watching next season at Aston Gate if the deal goes through. So he sounds like a, a promising signing if it all comes to fruition. Yep, um, our information there is that it's a question of um, when, not if. So that sounds very promising. Um, I have to attribute that to our man Aidan there, who knows, who supports Scunthorpe of all teams. So uh, it's pretty handy having a Scunthorpe well, fan. Well, who in would the have office. ever thought that it would be useful having a Scunthorpe fan in the office, yeah. eh? Um, but yeah, that sounds like it's close. We're expecting that to go through. Um, we'll keep an eye out for that, obviously. Um, in terms of other little things, there was a had a little update today that. Um, there's a the Southampton fullback Sam McQueen has been linked with Bristol City quite a lot this yeah. summer. Um, as understand it from a source close to the player, he's he's. Um, I'm not sure where those rumours have come from originally, but he's not going to be coming um, to Ashton Gate. So we can cross that one off the list because he looked like a potential replacement for Horda Magnuson, who has had his move to CSK Moscow confirmed. Yes, yeah, that's all gone through now, hasn't it? So um, I know you're devastated. Can you just put the tissues down and stop crying for a minute? You know, this team mag thing has gone too far, Gregor. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so he's not he's not coming in, but they'll be looking for another left back then, surely. Yeah, my information is that they want to bring in another defender, and certainly a full back, and yeah, possibly a left sided one and right sided but one. But we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, I I think yeah, if, if Joe Bryan goes, then they'll definitely be bringing in another, another left sided guy. Because I think you have to remember as well, Lloyd Kelly, outstanding prospect, but I do think the club regard him long term as a centre back rather than mm. a left back, similar to Zach Viner. I thought he played right. better at left back. Yeah, I thought he was class there. So, but we yeah. obviously we've seen probably what 180 minutes. Well, you've seen more because you watched the unders, but. For me, he looks great at left-back. He looks yeah. like Joe Bryan's perfect replacement if Joe Bryan leaves. Yeah, and um, certainly Lloyd needs to play more next season, whatever. I'm sure he will do. Joe, we're going to have to wait and see. I've been told Fulham are interested in well, him. Well, let's talk about Joe Bryan, because this week he's been really positive on Instagram about the fixtures being released. He's put a picture of, of him playing in his Bristol City kit. At the moment, it doesn't look like he's going anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I have. Um, we have sort of spoken about this a little bit before, and I do think it's worth ruling this in at the moment in terms of these guys I've been told have turned down several contract offers at Bristol City um, and yes there is interest in them but City have their prices for these guys and if those prices aren't met then they won't be going anywhere um, obviously I would expect those prices to come down as they reach sort of the end of the summer maybe even well, we January we haven't got long because it's August the 9th no exactly yeah, Exactly. we're halfway through the market now um, the, well, sorry the transfer window at the moment I've worked mm. out the other day so yeah I, I make it we've got six weeks seven weeks yeah, left six, which six and a half huge, seven weeks to go yeah which isn't a huge amount of time so I, I do think there's a big chance those guys will go hence they're not in the promotion stuff at the moment mm-hmm. um, they might be late deals to go through um, but there is a slight chance that they stay. Um, it's gone quiet on Bobby Reid. Yeah, 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 it has. Um, I think, well, we did say this about West Brom, that there were mentions that they were in advanced negotiations. That's not what we understood at all. Mm. Um, I don't think anything's too close there. But I would not 
I would not be surprised if he, to see him go there eventually later this summer, but there's work to do in terms of valuations, etc. What about Aidan Flint? Because, again, he's being linked to West Brom. Johnny Evans has left to go to Leicester City. Yeah, fresh, fresh speculation with Middlesbrough this week as well. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think... that. It, Basically, with Flinty signing the new deal in January, um, I, I think it's going to take a really big bid um, for him, for anyone to capture his signature. And I just can't really see that, if I'm honest. Because he's 28, he's going to be 29 this coming season. Um, has he, by signing that Bristol City deal, has he signed himself out of that Premier League move? Possibly, possibly. I, I, Is he good enough for Premier League? Because these are championship clubs that are potentially looking at him. Yeah, I mean, and Lee Johnson said sort of January time that another championship side would be a sideways move. And, yeah, there's there's a bit of sort of uncharted territory with teams like West Brom and even Middlesbrough to a degree. And Bristol City aren't that far away from Borough, in, in my opinion, in terms of the level they're at. So would he be better off staying at Ashton Gate anyway? Any? So, um, yeah, that, that thinking will all come into it. If a Premier League side comes in for him, and that might may still happen, but I... I Personally, I, I don't think that's going to happen. No, no I, I don't. At the moment, there's been nothing to suggest that will no. happen. They're back in pre-season training on the 28th of June. Yeah, uh, is that right? Am yeah, I, yeah, that's my understanding. So that's going to be pretty awful for them. <laughs> uh, it's going to be blooming hot, isn't it? So, well, uh... if the weather stays like it is, it's beautiful at the moment, and that's going to be tough up at Valand with the sun sort of blazing down. At least they have a breeze. But w- when they go back, when they get back together, you know, a lot of them are still away. I think Marlon Pack's been uh, over in America with his family. When they get back as a group, and when they're actually available to speak to the club again, like every day, and they're going in every day, are we going to see a lot more transfer activity? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Marlon Pack, um, obviously he's got a year left on his deal. As I understand it, there's not really any interest in him at the moment. Um, Has he been offered a new deal? uh, I don't think he has quite yet, but I do think there might be something happening later on this summer. So Mm. hopeful that he might sign a new deal. Um, And yeah, I think that's pretty much the guys with one year left. Um, One other transfer incoming, just Mm. want to mention briefly, we is obviously they missed out on Dean Henderson. Yes, I was going to come on to that. They were, yeah, they were definitely in for him, and it was interesting to see, to hear, sorry, read his reasoning as to why he chose Sheffield United. Why was that? And basically, I think because Man United have a, a bit of an ongoing relationship mm. with them. There's three or four other players. It's near geographically. It's near. Yeah, exactly. James Wilson went there. There's another chap who went there, and I think basically that makes it a bit easier for. Dean to go that path as well so I think he's maybe chosen the easy option in a, in a way there but I can understand that yeah you um, can understand it I suppose if he's got those real Manchester United ambitions yeah but it might be a silver lining for City in the, in, in the way that basically he would have just been alone mm. maybe City can now target a, per, a player to come in permanently yeah. that it's going to be the number one keeper potentially yeah exactly and at Ashton Gate for the long term we shall see before we go I want to talk about England just to round off the podcast this week. And we say this as fans, not as reporters or journalists writing about them. Although I was working on Monday night presenting the sport down at Sky Sports News. And honestly, having to go on air after that emotional roller coaster, it was difficult because we are so ingrained in England as fans. It can be so frustrating, but they came good. They got the winner very late on, albeit. But the big teams have been struggling, haven't they? So what are you thinking about English chances right now after just one game? Yeah, well, like everybody, 
It's, it's typical England, though, isn't it? Because it looks like at the moment, like there's a path really opening up for them in the World Cup in terms of like who they could play in the next round. Probably to Panama, no? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, probably somewhere along the line, things won't go as you expect. But yeah, no, there's a real chance for them. I thought they played really well the other day, um, and it's refreshing to see. Raheem Sterling, do you think that people are always so quick to jump on him? Because yeah, he didn't have his best game. But it, can he grow into the tournament? You know, I know he feels, from what he's said, from what I've read, that he's treated very badly by the media and there have been some ridiculous articles written on him. So we should be getting behind him, shouldn't we? Yeah, I, I mean, this is a, a little story for maybe fans who might not be aware, but the FA actually issued um, uh, a sort of warning this week to the media um, in terms of uh, tabloid journalists um, trying to target players' families, basically telling them to back off. And I really do think the media policy that the FA has introduced this summer has been brilliant. They've had almost it's open fantastic. access. Yeah, fantastic. And I, I think it's really working as well. It really feels like everybody's together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they just issued a sort of like a, a warning to some tabloid journalists who are getting too close. Uh, yeah, stupidly, unfortunately, like in every walk of life, you get bad journalists, do you? Mm. Good journalists. Um, There's a line, isn't there? Yeah, like exactly. Just... And some people are, are getting close to it. So I really hope that doesn't go any further. I don't think it will. Um, and yeah, in terms of England, everybody seems to be heading in the right direction. And yeah, and hopeful that it's going to lead to some success. Could club football learn from that? This open yeah, attitude I, I towards the media? To, I think it's fantastic. I would love to see it. Um, yeah, I mean... Bristol City, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with their media policy. Obviously, they're recruiting for a new head of comms at the moment and we'll see what happens there. Um, we'd love to see it, I mean, because I always think football clubs basically belong to the fans, don't they, really? Uh, and they should be accountable as well. So I would hope that most clubs would be able to see that most journalists are just really trying to do their job. They're just trying to snap at their heels, just keep them on their toes, really, and just, like, naturally just keep a watchful eye over them and they're only just looking out on the fans' behalf. Absolutely, and I think what gets lost sometimes is that most of the time you're all working towards the same goal. If, it, for example, you cover Bristol City week in, week out, you want them to do well. No, yeah, I, I, the thing I most want is for Bristol City to win. I think it helps everybody, the club, fans, that's what we all want. Um, so, well, yeah, absolutely no doubt there. Fantastic. Well, fingers crossed for England then against Panama this weekend and, of course, Belgium next week, which could be a crunch game to see who finishes top. Gregor, thank you very much for your time. In the next few weeks, we're hoping to have a special guest on. We'll bring you more on that when we get it. Keep an eye on the Bristol Live website. Gregor's across all the transfers, the incomings, the possible outgoings as well. And we'll be back next week. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review us. Thanks for listening. This podcast was sponsored by ELM Legal Services based in Bristol, who provide will writing and estate planning services across the UK. A standard single will is £99. You can call them on 0800 019 4557. Robins on the Wire.